welcome back guys to another episode of Shades of Reality. I have a very talented guest by the name of Tapua. Yep. Oh, got it right. Yeah, got it did. right. Tapua Mugabe. Yes, ma'am. Tapua, can I just, are you related to Matt Robert? No. No, okay. I just had to put that in there because, you know, I've done a bit of a Is that Mugabe? Robert? Oh, yes. God. Yeah. Yes. So, no, he's not. He's from Zimbabwe, but he's not related to Robert no. Mugabe. No. From um, Zimbabwe, yes. born and raised, no, raised in Birmingham. Yeah. What, when did you come? When I was 15. So, yeah, okay. Yeah, so, from grew, 15 grew up in Birmingham. Now. Yeah. Um, writer, poet, self-published. His first collection of poetry was t entitled Zimbabwe. Yes. Tell us a bit about, like, tell us a lot about your creative journey and what inspired you to start creating such insightful poetry. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Zimbabwe was, um, Zimbabwe was a beautiful, it was, it was a beautiful birth, if I can call it, if I can speak of it that way. It was a beautiful birth into um, actually expressing my creativity. Because prior to that, I'd always kept notebooks as a child, as a young boy, I always kept notebooks. I was constantly scribbling. Um, and at the time, because as, you know, as black boys do, to me, they were, they were rap lyrics that I was writing okay. and on yeah. the side I had this I had this I had this dream of becoming a writer but I had no idea how it would happen um, so when Zimbabwe came along at the time I was writing what I called poetry on Tumblr um, happened to meet happened to meet and connect with uh, a beautiful soul named Naira Wahid uh, who was a poet as well. And at the time, I was under the assumption that she had uh, a book of poetry, but at the time, she didn't. And we kind of collaborated. She published a book of poetry. Uh, we then connected with uh, Yessa Daily Ward, uh, who was also a published poet. And is this in the UK? Yeah, this yeah. is in the UK. Uh, this is in the UK. Um, and at the time, I was reading, um, I was absolutely obsessed with reading Watson Shires, uh, teaching my mother how to give birth. Um, so it was kind of, so I, I believe we kind of got caught in the spirit of the time. Uh, we collaborated together and the published Salt uh, the first year. And in the following year, together with Yesa Daily Ward, we published uh, our books together. That's when I published Zimbabwe. And it was, it was kind of um, a coming together of all of these ideas that I had had for a long time yeah. as, as, as a young child and as a teenage boy. Um, and I was growing into a young man and becoming a black African man, you know, growing up in the diaspora in the UK. Uh, so I had all these ideas and I tried to put them into this book that became Zimbabwe. And the title was, it was a sentimental title. Yeah. It, was, it, was, uh, it was part of a longing for home. Uh, at the time, because um, I lived for quite a long time in this country, actually as an illegal immigrant, uh, and at the time I was. Uh, so it was kind of um, this, even though that was, you know, as we call it, a status, 
that was not me. And mm -hmm. I understood very much that that's not me. Mm -hmm. I understood my myself as as a human being who's on earth. And it was kind of trying to understand what that means for me. So it was a beautiful way to put together all these ideas that I had about myself as a human being, as a black African man, as, as a black man in the UK, as a black man on earth at that time. Um, but yeah. Amazing. Very, very, con I wouldn't say controversial, very deep poetry. Um, I've you. looked on your Instagram. Amazing. Thank you. I, I, I can connect with what you do. That's why I wanted to interview you because I think it comes from the heart, I think. Is it a human experience? Would that yeah. be the best way to exp yeah, describe what you pretty, do? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, over, yeah. over time with, with growth, with, um, with growing not just from my own personal experience, but understanding how human beings grow, yeah. um, it, became, it, became, uh, it became a way of expressing my spirit um, and what that means in all these million ways. Um, because the human spirit as it is, it's, it's, it's divine. Mm -hmm. I understand the human spirit as being divine, as being God-given, God-breathed. Mm -hmm. um, so it became an honor to actually say, oh, I write poetry. It became an honor to actually say, oh, I am a poet. And it took me, after I published Zimbabwe, it took me maybe after three to four or five years to actually accept the title of being called a poet mm -hmm. because I understood, you know, what poetry is. Yeah. You know, I had I'd read poetry. I'd read the poetry of, you know, Maya Angelou, the poetry of James, yeah. you know, James Baldwin, even the poetry of the people that I was around, you know, the poetry of Nairo Wahid, the poetry of Sonia Sanchez, yeah. you know, the poetry of Wassenshire. So I understood what poetry was. It wasn't something that you just throw about and say, oh, I'm a poet. No, it's, it's almost to an extent a mantle. You know, yeah. and it becomes, okay, as a poet, what do you talk about? You know, so when you say my poetry is deep, thank you. I, I appreciate is that. that. It's is, a, that a, is that a positive? Is that yes, an absolute positive yeah. thing. It's, it's an honor because, again, I, I always try and write from the, from the seed. Mm -hmm. You know, I always try and write from the roots. Definitely uh, Understanding that <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm pouring out, it has to be a fruit. So it's like, what fruits are you pouring out? What fruits are you sharing with people? You know, is it nurturing? Is it destroying? Is it destructive? Yeah. Uh, and it's always, um, I've always tried to write in a way that is self-reflective, mm -hmm. understanding that when I'm writing in a self-reflective way, it's a mirror that when someone reads that poetry, when they pick it up, they can say, oh, there's a bit of me in there or there's a whole of me in there. Um, so, yeah. That's amazing. One of your a little piece i think of on your instagram it really like when i read it there's quite been a few but this one stood out sure. to me the quote was life is not without destruction and death is not without creation some way with some same way with love it is learned it is a learned thing and i am full of lessons absolutely elaborate on that where did that thought come i can un I understand it and stuff but to the <laughs> sure. audience where does that what does that mean to you and where did that thought come um, from? I think with that poetry, I had, um, I had the last line. Uh, I had the last line, I am full of lessons, mm -hmm. you know, and all of these lessons have been taught to me by love, the love of my mother and father, the love of my sisters, God bless them. Because um, I wrote that poetry quite recently, not in the last few weeks, but in the past few years. Uh, the love of my fiance, the love of our children, and the love of my friends, the love of strangers, you know? Um, and love as, 
as the most pure source of our humanity, love as the pure source of creation, you know. So when I talk about death, you know, and destruction and life and, and birth, that's, that's, that's sort of trying to, to write the human experience in one way, um, in, our, in the way that we as human beings are creative beings and the way we're able to create, to nurture, and to create, to destruct, because we're capable yes, of both. both. We're absolutely capable Definitely. of both. And As it's you under... can see in the world absolutely, today. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Don't get me started. That's another conversation, but yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. And understanding, you know, uh, what that means for me. So it was, it, was just, it was just sharing a lesson. It was just sharing a lesson that, you know, love, I'm full of lessons, you know, and the lessons haven't stopped, you know. And I know the lessons won't stop until I'm on my deathbed, you know, even though that might sound morbid to some people, but no, that's life. Mm -hmm. You know, the lesson of love doesn't end. It yeah. is a daily thing. It mm -hmm. is a minute by minute thing. It is yep. a second thing. Every because again, yep. absolutely, love for me is an action word. Yes, you know, definitely. It is, it is, it's, not an, it's not a word. You no, just, it's, 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 an an, it's an action. It's yeah. full of life, yeah. you know, and out of love, you get your kindness, your mm -hmm. compassion, your charity, your hope and your faith. Those things grow out of love. And love is a seed, mm -hmm. you know, and out of that seed, it grows everything that we see on earth everything that we see in the universe um we must sow that seed though absolutely 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 yeah in every way that we can every way that we can yeah another one to me was promise me you'll live a remarkable life one where every day is as, as intentional as can be and life soaked in attentiveness to your whole being that is just beautiful. Thank you. Absolutely amazing. Thank you. Are these things that you try and live by as well? Yeah, I actually wrote that for myself. I hope so. Yeah, I had yeah. to ask that. No, no, it's no. Right no. To I... say. It's all easy to yeah, write something, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because again, um, I, went through, I went through a period, a long period of my life, maybe two generations of my life where I, in, in, in general speaking terms, I would say I was absolutely broken I was shattered by the human experience mm -hmm. you know first of all the old my own life because as you grow up as a young person you have aspirations you have mm -hmm. goals and seeing your goals shatter your aspirations and your dreams just wash away and evaporate uh, because of man-made laws right being frustrated by all these man-made mm -hmm. laws and all this I call it porcelain bureaucracy mm -hmm. you know and that came from a place where I stopped and I said, right, you've got to promise me uh, that you are going to give the best of yourself to yourself and to others. And this promise is not for yourself. You're not going to be selfish. Uh, you're going to share it with other people. Because um, I think at the time I was curating, I was writing poetry uh, for my next book. Uh, this was prior to uh, the release of Green. So I was putting together pieces of poetry that I wanted to become green because uh, I actually had the title for the book green in 2014 mm -hmm. but published it in 2021 so it was a seven-year journey of writing the book so some of the poetry that I wrote I felt like there's no point hoarding it yeah. only to put it in a book and then saying oh you can only access it if you read it in a book yeah so the day that I wrote that poetry I thought to myself right we're going to share this poetry so I just shared it on all of my social media and it connected with people in a way that I expected and also in a way that I didn't expect because some of the feedback that I got from it was it was it was an affirmation that people live by even until today like four or five years after I wrote that poetry people still come back to me and say 
thank you for writing that piece of poetry. Thank you for writing that affirmation. Um, and at the time that I wrote that poetry, my poetry had kind of morphed. It had, it had grown into, um, into a new thing where I felt like some of the poetry that I write, that I was writing was, I actually called them prayers. They weren't they are, just they weren't so just poems. Beautiful. They were they had become they had become prayers yeah. because of what they gave to me, yeah. the life that they were able to sprout and grow out of me and out of other people. So that became just an affirmation and a prayer and also just a, a prose poem mm -hmm. for people to just read and remember that you could be in a dark place, you could feel broken, you could be in a joyful place, you could be full of life, absolutely loving life, full of all the vibes, but still remember that there's, there's a way to live life and to live it in such a remarkable way that when people meet you, when people see you, they're absolutely inspired, inspired. that their lives oh transform gosh, for yeah. the better. Mm -hmm. And that's your, is that your aim? Uh, in everything I do, yeah. in everything I do. When I met you, I thought, oh my God, this guy's so lovely. I met you at one of the, you work at yeah, work, yeah, remember? Yeah. Um, you still work in the same, I haven't spoken yeah, to you for a yes, while. Yes, I do. So yes, I, I do. worked in, um, on one of the, um, in one of the NHS trusts and I just thought this guy is so great just our conversation just kicked you. off straight away Bless and I was like oh my god do you want to be a guest on my show so been. yeah that is just yeah I just I connect with certain energies and sure. people and sure. it's important that we know what's good for us Absolutely. and what we can learn from and what we can give to others. It's Absolutely. so important because that's what we're here for. Yeah. We're not here for anything yeah. else. So if we can't do that with each other, then, True. you know, it's, it's kind of like, I'm going to go on to your second book, Green. Yeah. Yes. Is it green? It's called Green. Tell us a bit about Green. Green, a small book for a little prayer. Um, uh, if you don't mind. If I just... Yeah, grab, grab, um, grab. So again, like I just said in the, just a few minutes ago, um, I had the title for my book, Green, uh, a couple of months after publishing Zimbabwe, because again, we had kind of sat down with my, with my, uh, with my peers at the time, uh, who were also creators, because um, I used to have, we used to have daily conversations, sharpen each other, talk to each other about where we're at with our creativity, with our life. So it was kind of a conversation where I had gone away and I thought, okay, I want to write my, I want to write my new, a, a second book, uh, but I need a title for it. And I was trying to think, okay, what's the title going to be? And I had a bunch of other titles, uh, but I wrote green down and I started thinking, okay, why green? Yeah. Um, so at the time it was how green is the color of life, the color of our planet. Uh, and our planet is green and blue. It's a green and blue marble, but there's a whole lot of green on our planet and it is the color of life. It's, mm -hmm. it's rejuvenation. It's, it's a beautiful green. It's a beautiful energy. You know, it's such a beautiful energy. I know there's negative connotations with the color green. Like you know, anger and To do whatever. with money, yeah. you know, the Hulk. And, yeah. But those are, those are kind of, you know, things that have been attached to it by man. I went into nature. Um, I spent maybe the past couple of 10 years... Uh, as much as I could, spending every day walking in nature parks, because um, I used to live close to Sutton Parks. So I used to always go into Sutton Park at least twice a day, just go into there with my spirit music, uh, just walk Beautiful. into nature, connect with God, Beautiful. connect with life, and just take down notes, write down poetry, write down songs, write essays, write ideas for my book. Um, so green came from that place. And then the subtitle, A Small Book for a Little Prayer, came a few weeks uh, when I was due to publish for book because I was editing the book uh, myself. Um, so I kind of went through the book and I had kind of 
grounded myself and sat on this idea that some of my poetry is prayer. Mm -hmm. So some of the, po well, most of the poetry in here, again, is, comes from a place where it could be the beginning of a prayer or the ending of a prayer. It's, it's, it's very spiritual, if I can say that for myself. It's very, very spiritual. Um, it was a book to, to, to basically burst new life well, to ever, you know, holds this book. It's it's a new lease of life. It it revitalizes yourself or whatever it is you're working on. Um, so it was, I mean, it was a beautiful journey. It took me maybe up to seven, eight years to write this book. Really? Um, I went through a period of just reading as much as I could of everything, reading different forms of poetry, reading poetry from all across the globe, whether it was African poetry, uh, American poetry, English poetry, Japanese poetry, Spanish poetry, um, Arabic poetry. Uh, I read poetry from all the continents, from back in history up until to present day. I was reading past writers, I was reading present writers. Um, I was just trying to immerse myself into poetry yeah. and trying to learn as much of the poetic form as I can, trying to understand the language of poetry, trying to understand the spirit of poetry. Um, and this came out. So I was very happy with it. And it's as much as I love Zimbabwe, I love this book again because I sat down and I did all the work by myself. Uh, so it was kind of a, a way of testing myself to see if all the lessons I've learned out of all of the maybe to say 30 years of my life, if to see what they've become and it was okay, you know, they're green, you know. Amazing. So it was kind of like, okay, so this is where we've come from. This is where this is where we are now, but this is the aim. This is where we want to go. Um, so it's, about, it's kind of like about being in the present for the future. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Being yeah. in the present for the future yeah. with the foundation from, from such a beautiful past, um, yeah. from the past of Zimbabwe, which is where I was born, from the past of Zimbabwe being the land of my ancestors, Zimbabwe being the land of my mother, my father, my family. Uh, but also Green became this, this, this story of, where I was now, everything that I had become from living in England, from Birmingham, you know, there's poems about Birmingham, there's poems about walking around in Digbeth, there's poems about, you know, walking around in London, walking around in Newcastle and Manchester, mm -hmm. and what that did to me of the English experience and the black English experience, yeah. you know, and what it is. And there's poems that were inspired by Jamaica. There were poems that were inspired by Haiti because those are two of my favorite countries because- In the world? Absolutely. Why is that? Uh, Do you like the Caribbean? I, I love the Caribbean, but Jamaica holds a special place in my heart. Okay. Uh, Haiti too, because of their story, because of their birth, yeah. because of their resilience, yes. because of their love, yes. how Jamaica inspired uh, Zimbabwe especially and yeah. African countries yeah. to, you know, and banish. And even the rest of the Caribbean continent. Absolutely, Jamaica banish all those everyone. chains of colonization, yeah. how they fought through slavery, you know, to claim themselves as a people, to always, how they always remembered that as they are a fellow are Jamaican, a you know. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. My fiance, my fiance is Jamaican, yeah. so that's, to me, that's... I'm half like, my mum's side is St. Kitty's, but my dad's side is Jamaican, but okay. they say, you come, okay. you know, your dad's seat, yeah. so Jamaican yeah. and I's. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the black African Caribbean experience here, uh, the story of black America, um, the story of black America is absolutely beautiful in a way that it isn't told fully. 
and through just reading it, reading the past, reading history, reading all the human subjects, because I tried to as much as I can. Even some of it I didn't understand, but I immersed myself in it. Um, I was reading cosmology, I was reading astrophysics, I was reading chemistry, I was reading biology, I was following lectures, I was following the top people uh, in these fields. In I was reading the experts, trying to get their understanding of you know their subjects mm -hmm. and what they're studying and what they're producing or creating. Um, but yeah, and it all became green, and it was it was an amazing experience, and it was I was happy to you know share this with the world, and I'm still happy to share. Yeah, this you with sound the world. like thank you. Thank you. I don't. Well, I wasn't going to say this, but did you enjoy writing that more than Zimbabwe or both? Uh, different experiences. Okay. Absolutely different experiences. I think with writing Zimbabwe, I I was a, I was in a different space. Yes. I'll say when I, I wrote Zimbabwe, I was a child. Yeah. And then when I got the chance to read Green, I was a bit more mature. Experience. I was a bit more experienced, yeah. um, not just uh, in terms of writing and self-publishing, but also just in terms of being a human being. Yeah. Um, it had just been a wild ride up and, you know, from Zimbabwe to Green and because I had time to sit um, for a long time, for years. I had time to just sit and be at one with myself. Uh, to a point where, because I, I like to ask the big questions, you know, and the big questions were always coming back to me, like, mm -hmm. okay, what does this mean for you? What mm -hmm. does this mean for you? So uh, because of asking the big questions and also be, because of being self-reflective a lot, yeah, uh, it improved my awareness, Definitely. my awareness of my world and my awareness of our world, my awareness of other people. Mm -hmm. um, so I was always aware of, constantly aware of other people um, to the point where... Sometimes maybe that attracts other people who are having bad experiences. Definitely. And the light the, attracts darkness. And those people Simple. came. Uh, <laughs> whether they were looking for light, if I had a light, I don't know. I hope but, so. Not um, more darkness. <laughs> I, think, I think most of the people that I ended up connecting with yeah. left you know, better than better than, better than so, they were like when I we said, connected. So I would think so um, with what you put, what you what you yeah, represent. Yeah, I'm absolutely full of gratitude. Definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Um You've worked, you've had a lot of, your poetry's been in quite a few places, hasn't it? Yes, Tapiwa, it has. Tapiwa, Tapiwa. Come Piwa. on, help me out. Tapiwa, Tapiwa. It's three syllables, yeah. Tapiwa. No, no, there's, 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 there's a Birmingham version Tapiwa. of my name. Am uh, I doing the Birmingham version? Yes, you are. Oh. And I know I like it, don't I'm worry. Not it's trying me. to do it's that. Me. I no, don't no. like my accent. I hate oh, it. Um, written for Fenton and Co. Yes. Jewelry, yes. notes on love, and for the British Museum and Gallery. Yeah. Tell us about yes, a bit about that experience um, there. Was that poetry yes, it in was. general, or was it to do with the book? Or it was, it was no, that was poetry in, in general. general yeah. Uh, so for the British Museum, that was first, and uh, one of my absolutely good friends. Um, she's such an amazing person, Aliyah Hanisa. I hope I'm not butchering the last name. Um, she is a curator. Um, so at the time she was working, doing her own work. She had, um, she had a monthly, uh, monthly poetry mm -hmm. gig that she used to run titled Her Story, uh, where she used to invite poets to come and read. And at the time, I think it was the British Museum was, because uh, the British Empire was kind of working on this thing of reconciling with their past. Okay, so yeah. So it was, yeah. it was, it was... Was that Reese 
not recent, but the last few years? Or? Yeah, past yeah. few years. Yeah. So it was something to do with colonization mm-hmm. and Britain's, you know, colonial yeah. history. So I they remember. asked me to write a poem. And I remember laughing with my little sister saying, ah, they've asked a Mugabe to write a poem about <laughs> <Mugabe>. colonization, <laughs> you know. So, so I was, ironic. So I was like, oh, yeah, let's go. Let's absolutely go. Let me tell them about themselves, you know. So I did. You know, I wrote yeah. a poem and I told them about themselves, mm-hmm. you know. And I said, oh, this is your past, just in case you don't know. Uh, and I read the poem at the Birmingham British, British Museum and the as poem... As well as the London? Uh, no, not not the London one. It was the Birmingham British Museum. Um, okay, yes. Okay. Uh, but the poem was shared in the London Museum yeah, yeah. as well. Um, so I wrote about Birmingham's connection with slavery mm-hmm. and colonisation because Birmingham has such a deep history. Yes. It's, it's absolutely immersed and linked to yep. it. it. It started here, yep. you know, in ways that most sense. people don't understand. Yep. Um so I spoke about that. I spoke about uh, my experience as a Zimbabwean, the stories that I heard from my mom and my grandparents of what colonization was like for them and up to present time, because unfortunately some of those chains are still binding people in ways that definitely the empire doesn't want to recognize. Yeah. Uh, and then Fenton and Co. was just as we were going into COVID, um, and at that time, my writing had moved away from uh, from a space of, uh, I don't want to say anger, but there was a bit of anger mm-hmm. uh, when I wrote, you know, the colonization piece or when I was of writing course. that colonization piece. Because there was a lot of, I was, in a t- it was, I was in a space where I was noticing all of the injustice and kind of coming to terms with injustice of the past and the current times. And when I read uh, for Fenton and Co. He's going through the process of realisation. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So when I read for Fenton and Co., I actually wrote an essay. I didn't write a poem. I wrote an essay, and it was an essay on love. Uh, Because at that time, I, I felt like I... I kind of had enough lessons about love mm-hmm. as, as, you know, as a young student of love, because love is my favorite thing to write about. I absolutely love writing about know, love. Amazing. It's, it's, it's a beautiful emotion. It's a beautiful feeling. I get immersed in your writing. It's, it's a just... beautiful spirit, you know. <laughs> so I always try to be in the spirit of love, because, again, as a creative, you can't create if you don't have love. You've got to love what you're creating, yeah. and you've got to create what you love. Yeah. Uh, so I wrote an essay on love, and it kind of spoke about love um, as a human experience mm-hmm. in all these beautiful ways. Love as romantic love, love as love for something that you create, uh, which can be disconnected from, you know, the romantic side of love. Do you love, believe there's different forms of love? Absolutely, yeah, I mean. absolutely. Love love as logic. Yeah. So that's how oh I ended it. God. Love is logic. Preach, brother. You know? Love is absolutely the sharpest form of logic. Oh, man. You know, it's logic, logic in its truest form. Oh, man. You know, because when you make decisions from that point of view, you're making decisions that are based in reality, mm-hmm. but also grounded from the future and that have a thought for the future, you know. So, again, with green, you know, I was thinking of, you know, creating a green future, you know. Um, green is the way forward. Absolutely, yeah. You've worked with children as well, the youth, sorry. Yeah, is it young more people. Youth, young people, young people, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. young so, people. I'm getting old, so all children to me. <laughs> young people. I'm growing up gracefully, But, yeah, yeah. Um, young people. Yeah. Tell us about... Um, your experiences working with them, what inspired you, um, and um, yeah, just all that. Because <laughs> again, when I when I did that work, it wasn't 
it wasn't um it wasn't i didn't highlight it in any sort of way it was it was kind of like okay we'll, we'll go along we'll mm -hmm. go with we'll go with the flow if anyone comes into my sphere um and they mention certain things you know if they need help in certain ways i'll show up for them you know there's there's no obligations but if they need help with anything i'll show up for mm -hmm. them so i collaborated with the few young people um few young people with magazines who are self-publishing their own magazines um worked with uh, a young zimbabwean woman who uh, at the time, a uh, magazine was called Effuse. This is in the UK? Yeah, this is in the UK. Uh, it's now transformed. It's now called Cade. Uh, so I worked as an editor and I was working freelance. I worked with an uh, uh, absolutely amazing poet from Birmingham named RJ. Um, and I didn't even realize how much how he was getting from me. But we would have combos. He'd ask me about things and I'd kind of give him pointers, which ways to go, help, help edit his poetry. Um, and then because of the presence that I had on social media, um, my work attracted a lot of young women from across the diaspora, mm -hmm. from South Africa, from America. And a lot of young women approached me uh, asking about publishing poetry. Mm -hmm. So I helped a few young women edit their books and help them publish their poetry. Um, I helped uh, a couple of people with songwriting. You know, so I actually had studio sessions, sat in studios with them, with actually a few musicians who have actually ended up to become, you know, notable musicians Amazing. and help write songs with them. And Amazing. again, that was an experience for me because poetry, again, there's poetry and music. So it was like, okay, let's see how, how this works. Let's see if, you know, I can challenge myself as well as, you know, help other people to grow. Because, again, that's a big thing for me. And with young people, because when I published Zimbabwe, I felt like I was a young person, probably younger than I thought I was at yeah. the time. Um, so I remember some of the frustrations that the people I was working with, working with had on my part because of my writing, because of my either timekeeping or my communication mm -hmm. skills or my interpersonal Everything, skills, yeah. all of it. Um, so I kind of had that experience and I thought, OK, let's look around. You know, what do these people need? You know, so I just gave them everything as much as I could um, with my nephews and my nieces. Uh, one of my nephews, a musician, he's based in Sheffield. Uh, another nephew, he's based in London, but he's worked in he's worked in France and across the world, actually, um, with uh, big fashion brands. Uh, so we'd have conversations where, you know, we'd just chop it up and sharpen each other, um, yeah, basically elevate each other. Nurture. You know. It's about environment, isn't it? Yeah. It's about, the, you know, his environment as well as obviously nurtured his... Yeah. Because you're not there constantly, so known. his mother or whoever's around him yeah. has made sure that yeah. he sticks to that. Yeah. It's so important. Absolutely. Because the children need that, and if we don't nurture, you know, what's good for them... It's, Absolutely, it's, it's, they can't do it on their own. Yeah. And, and nor can we as humans. We no, need nurture. We need no. the right environment. So it's so important. It is. That, do you think that's important as well? I think it's absolutely vital because one of the things that I've come to realize um, is sometimes when we have dreams, especially as young people, we're full of dreams, mm -hmm. and sometimes our dreams can seem unattainable. They to can those seem, about, yeah. yeah, they can yeah. seem very far to those around us, yeah, and sometimes but, to ourselves. You yeah. know, as much as you might want to dream, sometimes you might not know what steps to take mm -hmm. to get there. And sometimes it's not that I knew what steps they should take, but I knew what they should do. Yes. And what I would always say to them is do the work. Yeah. You know, wake up every day, do the do work. Do the work on you yourself. Know, do the work with passion. Yeah. You know, be determined yeah. to be the best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, produce the best version of your work. Yeah. The people that need to see it will see it. The places that you need to get to, you will get to. You know, 
you're brilliant make sure you make you meet yourself at that level every single time you know you're in the studio you're in the lab wherever you are you know in your work environment show up for yourself show up yeah definitely. you've got to show up um, definitely and it became important to help the dream grow uh, because again we talk about revolution and we talk about change in the future we talk about improving the future we talk about improving ourselves and it's become it became important to me to help people realize their dreams you know even as a starting point it's it's not it's not the trophy no. you know the first thing the first goal that you achieve is not the trophy no no way it's the moment of realization you know where Definitely. you realize oh okay i can do this yes you know it's the moment you get your self-esteem and mm -hmm. it was important for me for people for these young people not to get their self-esteem uh from from money I didn't want I didn't want the self-esteem to come from monetary value. The way you get your value for me was so important. Or attention or so other people. Or attention, external, all of it. it comes all of from it. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's so, so it was important. So it was do the work yeah. and be pleased with your work. With, with yourself. Yeah, with Don't yourself. Seek outside yeah, no. with and yourself. let that be, you know, the stepping point. Let that be, you know, the pedestal on yeah. which you stand and say, Okay, this is what I'm capable of. Mm -hmm. You know, so what else can I do, mm -hmm. you know, and and to move forward and to carry on fearlessly, you know, with absolute bravery and say, OK, I'm going to do I'm it gonna do and it. I'm going to absolutely smash it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was that was your a that was what your purpose was when I, working I with just, the children. I just wanted to see these yeah. young people shine. That's amazing. I wanted yeah. to see them shine because yeah. you can see a star from afar. Yeah, of course you and can. And it's like, come on, <laughs> let's let's get you across the sky. Let's yeah. absolutely get you across the sky. Yeah. Let's get you to where you're supposed to be. So it was amazing, especially with uh, RJ, the poet from Birmingham. He read poetry at, uh, he read a poem at the Commonwealth Games. Oh. Birmingham, in Birmingham the other day uh yeah a couple 2022 of, yeah, yeah yeah and that was absolutely amazing mm -hmm. I was you know when you told me I was I was absolutely clapping and, and cheering for him you know and Definitely. not even was you a, there no I wasn't there oh. I know I know I wasn't <laughs> there but it was absolutely amazing you know and it could be something small um my nephew for example um he's, he's a he's a rapper um when his song was played on BBC introducing you know, that was a moment where yeah. I said to him, this is you, yeah. you know, own it. What does he rap about? Uh, everything. He's, he's, he's very spiritual. Uh, again, he's, he's very <laughs> conscious. Yeah. He's, he's absolutely immersed in the human experience Amazing. and how boundless it is, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so he's... He's, he's absolutely an amazing rapper. And for me, I always challenge him on... So is, another, is he deep as well? Yeah, he is. Oh, I'm going to have to send his stuff over. I like, you know, yeah, I like sure. a bit of deepness. Yeah, and sure, I will, do. Depth I will and do. meaning I will and do. <laughs> substance. Will do. Amazing. Yeah. How old is he, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, he's... Oh. 25, 24. Oh, okay. And it's amazing to see because uh, recently they've built uh, from the ground up. They've built a recording studio in in Sheffield. Um, they've built a a creative studio. It's not just a recording studio for music. It's a creative studio amazing. where they're trying to do so much for Yorkshire yeah. because uh, yes. the creative scene in Yorkshire, it's especially from scarce. from from uh, from a black experience, yeah. it's quite scarce. Yeah. So I kind of noticed what they were doing and I said, you know, round of applause to you guys. Yeah. Carry on doing what you're doing and just remember where you came from yeah. and remember when you're looking around remember those people from where you came from, you know, and treat them the way you were treated and the way yeah. you would want to be treated. Amazing. Yeah. That's yeah. amazing. 
What? That's tapiwa. Oh, I'm going to get it no, right. You got it right. Did I? Oh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. you got I just it right. feel like I'm not saying it properly. <laughs> what does he have in store for his readers, his fans? Um, oh. What's the goal? What's the What's the objective? What's your we're going into a new world, as you probably yep. know, and it's all about sustainability. Yeah. Because we knew pre-COVID. I, f- I feel COVID exposed what was hidden. I don't think it, anything new happened. I think COVID exposed certain things that wrong with society and certain okay. things that were hidden well. Um, that was just my perspective. Um, where do you fit into the new world? Um, pre because pre COVID that world's kind of fading out now, isn't sure, it? Sure, sure. Where do you fit into the sure. new world? Because you was in the old world and the new world, and how are you adjusting coming into um, the new world? And where do you fit in the future? Where do you see yourself, and what do you want to add to it? A lot, <laughs> an absolute <laughs> lot. Yeah. Um, because again, with with the way that you spoke and having published Zimbabwe around twenty thirteen, um, because I feel like there was a shift that happened like around the early 2010s mm-hmm. um and i always feel like when shift happens in 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 our civilizations in human civilizations it takes a couple of years for it to manifest and it always starts in the arts like the yes. arts the arts are yeah. always the first to kind of say yeah. wait something's going on yeah, there's, there's there's new ideas there's new language definitely. there's there's new science you know and it takes a while for it to kind of show up and manifest so when i published zimbabwe i was kind of aware that something new was going on and i was a part of it um and again for me that revolution that started you know in my in my experience it was through poetry and it was led by black women mm-hmm. it was led by you know i hate the term by women of color no, um yeah. i don't like that either i know uh <laughs> it was read but, but it was there were these absolutely amazing women at the forefront of it who were writing all this amazing poetry about the human experience and i was able to be part of it as a black man mm-hmm. um so Going from COVID and post-COVID, I, I mean, I've got loads of things that I want to write about. Um, I want to write sci-fi. I want to write black African sci-fi. Um, and my main work, which I don't know when I'll be able to publish, is I've been working on a mythology, hmm. uh, a black Zimbabwe, a, a Zimbabwean mythology, which is basically an African mythology, a black people mythology. Amazing. Um, so it will basically be a concept it's a it's, it's a concept like mythologies aren't a new concept but i hope that i can immerse new ideas in it um so it's it's based on a character that i've that i'm building um and the name of of the character the main of the main character and the name of the book itself is something that i actually asked for uh, a couple of years ago um, i actually prayed about it asked for it you received? Uh, went to bed woke up the next day and the first thing i heard was a name because i wanted a word that's never been used before a word that's never like that doesn't exist in any Amazing. language and i heard this word when i woke up and i thought what was that so I quickly wrote it down because, again, it was strange. Um, I've done as much research as I can to make sure that I didn't read it from somewhere. 
and my brain subconsciously gave it to me, you know, to make sure that it doesn't exist out there. And as, much, as far as I know, it doesn't. So I've been working on this mythology for quite a few years and it will in, incorporate basically all of all that I've, all that I'm learning. Um, so that's where I'm headed. And in terms of like we were talking about sustainability and the future, it's I'd love to see a future where, again, human beings are better connected than we are. Because I feel like at the moment, yeah, we're connected through technology, but heart to heart, no. we're not connected as we should yeah. be. I'd love to see us co connect at that level. Face to face again. Um, like absolutely. In, yeah, in absolutely. The, in the present. Yeah, present be, be more present with each Technology other. Technology and, and not just even in a physical sense. Because uh, again, as human beings, there's things that we do that technology can't replicate Definitely. you know being able to connect with each other in you know in a spiritual way mm -hmm. being able to show up with for each other with love mm -hmm. you know with genuine love genuine, and kindness and yeah. support you know and to be able yeah with intention mm -hmm. as a civilization mm -hmm. and actually create a, a life on earth as i feel as it should be because there's so much that goes on on earth that I just think is nonsense. And it doesn't need to happen, does it's it? It's a things distraction. That, things that people go through. That's, sometimes yeah. we don't need to go no, through things like that. We, we don't not have to all. go through it. Not at all. And I think that it's a shame because I think that kind of, it has detrimental impacts on a person when it they does. go through things they don't need it to go does. through. Because sometimes people think, oh, well, this is the way it is. And yeah, accept yeah. it. And then when people start accepting certain behaviours, absolutely, it becomes normal. And then absolutely. you start the self-destruction. We see it at yeah. work, don't we? Yeah. we, like, it's a, we I think because yeah. we work in that environment, we kind of, yeah. we kind of yeah. get a, Does that help you with your uh, poetry? In, uh, in yes. certain oh, yeah. ways. Oh, Not yeah, in every does. way. Cause, you oh, know. yeah, it does. Uh, it helps me see people. Yes, definitely. It helps me see and people me. As, as, as they should be and as they are. Okay. You know? um, because, again, you kind of... I always try and see the best in people. Yes. Like, as a default. Yeah. I always try and see the best in people. So, whenever I meet people from, it's accepting them for who they are mm -hmm. and... Again, saying what's the best version of yourself? Yes. How do you see yourself at How your best? You, yourself, yeah. you know, so let's let's let me let's see you at let's your best. Let's see your best and try so to even, bring that out yeah, the best of them. Yeah. Definitely. So it's seeing humanity for that. I want to see humanity at our best as a civilization because I feel again not to talk about systems, but we kind of live in in a system. Of course that, we do. <laughs> you know, we live in a system <laughs> that. Of course we do. That that defines things and says, oh, things should ought to be this way. And Narratives, it's kind of like, oh, wait, no, actually, like no. That. Yeah. That's, um, that's a view, that's a concept that comes yeah. from a certain group of people, mm -hmm. you know, a certain group Theories of people. Theories and ideologies yeah, that come from all people of that. that think all they know that. best. Yes, all of know, that, yeah. you know, and the intention, their intentions aren't always the best you know, it's no, just like, okay, no, your intentions are the best. As we can see, <laughs> the state as of society, yeah, but, you know, I yeah. digress, that's another conversation. But, um, where does, where, where's Tass, where, where do you want to go with the poetry? Where do you want to, because I think it's so deep what you do, and I think you could, like, kind of, like, do you want to create this, like, a community, or do you want to, like, would you, do you promote other people's poetry? Yes. 
Do you do that yeah, already? Absolutely. So you've got the platform that promotes other people. Been, so you have a, like a community poetry been, community. Yeah, I've been doing yeah. that. Yeah. Are you gonna? Do you want to develop that more? Or uh, do you wanna, how do you want to go? Again, I like I like I like my process to be as organic as possible. Yes, definitely. Uh, so Same it's here. it's not forced. <laughs> yes. It's, it's it's a natural progression. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so the people around me, there's some people fall off. Because yeah, we all each have our own journeys. Yeah, so yeah. some people fall off, some people go away, some people come. Uh, but it's never holding people and saying, no, you should stay should here. Stay, yeah. Because again, I know myself that I'm growing. Yeah. And from from reading so much of different things, I know the trap of saying, this is where, you know, this is where the, the life of everything is coming from. Staying it, it's, in one place yeah, is dangerous. I, the box. It's very dangerous, the you box. know. Yeah, it's very yeah. dangerous. So I try and not create boundaries. Yeah, I try and yeah. be boundless in everything that I do so that I am taken to places where sense, I go yeah. in, a, in a natural way. Mm-hmm. Uh, because again, I try and live from my spirit. So it's a very spiritual process. Yeah. It's, it's not me, it's him. <laughs> Have you got any more books coming? Still? Yes, Ooh. yes we do. Can yes, you speak about them or is it a surprise? Uh, I like to surprise. I like to do no surprises. Problem. But no, I can talk about them. Uh, I've been working on children's books. Ooh. Uh, so one of the books that I've been working on is a children's book um, on dementia. Uh, Ooh, because dementia yes. is something that's close to me. Yeah. Uh, because again, it's an illness that we still don't understand yeah. in 2023. I just something... went through some training, dementia training with the okay. NHS the other okay. day. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It was so informative. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, it was amazing. So I've got a book that I'm working with in 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 conjunction with work, a uh, children's book on dementia, and another book of poetry is in the works, and also a book of short stories, um, which, again... All of my work, because I've learned how to be very intentional because of the people that have inspired me as mm-hmm. well. Uh, I've learned a way to be intentional about my work. So even Zimbabwe and Green, they are leading up to what, I'll, what will hopefully be a masterwork. And that masterwork will include things from these books. Mm-hmm. So you can actually read that masterwork and go back to these books mm-hmm. as references. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, we've got I've got a few projects coming coming along. Amazing. Coming along. Are they going to base? Are they going to be poetry or are they going to be like storybooks? Uh, so the children's book will be a storybook. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be another book of poetry. Uh, but for me, poetry is is kind of like my foundation, even from a technical point of view in terms of writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad I started at poetry because that has allowed me to grow as a writer Mm -hmm. to learn how to write you know to basically learn how to write a story and ultimately i want to be able to write stories that people connect with and that people love Mm -hmm. um but ultimately i'd love to be known as a creator uh, in all sorts of fields yeah Yeah, in all sorts of fields would you say your family traditions and background has kind of like ingrained you and helped you yeah. develop your oh, fundamental values and 100%. do you know what i mean yeah. like yeah because it's very you very it's very traditional you're writing 100%. very spiritual you could take goals back it's 100%. not modern yeah you've put it in modern form your yeah. form but i can it, you can tell it comes from 
family values yeah. and you know the african kind of proverb yeah. and is it that yeah. kind of vibe uh my great 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 grandfathers were chiefs mm -hmm. in zimbabwe they were they were chiefs in zimbabwe they were basically kings in zimbabwe mm -hmm. in the great zimbabwe what is now the great zimbabwe ruins my great great grandfather was once a chief in the great zimbabwe ruins uh his name was chifunu so my father's told me those stories and then on my mom's side she comes from her name comes from a line that started with uh, what was a king as well in a certain part of Southern Africa. So understanding what genet genetics does to you as a person and how sometimes we have our ancestors living in us. Um, I've just learned so much from my parents, but at a certain point I had to leave what they've taught me. Definitely. Uh, to kind of find my own well, journey mate. and find myself. Still have it at the back, like the certain but things that can help you. But it's, it's the seed I come from. Yeah. And what fruit it bears, I have no control yeah. over. Because again, all I can say is thank you. Because yeah. all of it has been absolutely beautiful and yeah. amazing. So I take it from there. I take it from there. I've, I've grown up and the main lesson my, my dad told me was always have love and always have a strong will yeah. to make sure that you love. Yeah. Um, because I'm translating it, but what he said in Shona is Ivane Chido and Ivane Rudo. What does that mean? Which is have a strong will and have love. And those were two phrases that he constantly would always say to me whenever we'd have a serious conversation. Yeah. And then from my mom's side, it was always be faithful. Yeah. Like, have faith. Have, faith. have faith in you know, in the best. Mm -hmm. uh, so I come from those two traditions. Um, and where I come from, our totem uh, is the heart. So we're known as heart people. Mm -hmm. So it's just letting all of that just come out of me without trying to control anything. Because it's very easy as a human being to say, oh, okay, this is what I am. So this is what well, I become. Self-fulfilling prophecies. Self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. To be absolutely biased in your own yeah. self-assessment. Sometimes know? it's, I think a lot of the time from what I see as well, especially from our, the culture that sometimes we come, we, we, it's self-destruction a lot of the time because we actually believe, because we're from that or generational curses, we need to carry. No, you don't need to do what your mum done. If you no, know that it didn't work for her, why are you following yeah, her? Absolutely. Why are you following your dad if it didn't work for him? Absolutely. You know, if it, you know, your dad's, do you know what I mean? If you yeah, know that, you yeah. know, we're supposed to learn from it, we're supposed to be better versions of the past, I believe. Yeah, we're supposed yeah, to learn, and my yeah, child will be a better version yeah, of me, and hopefully yeah, their child will be. Yeah. So it's a never ending learning kind of Absolutely. process. Would you agree? Absolutely, I agree. So, and, yeah. and also, because of the way biology works, human biology works, our genetics, there's things that are passed on, mm -hmm. you know, from our parents, from their parents, mm -hmm. and carry on going backwards that show up. You know, in Definitely. the future, in ways that we don't know. Yeah. And sometimes just having those stories of the past and just being self-aware so that when certain things start happening to you, when you start doing certain things, you can know where it's come oh, from. Dad used yeah. to do this. Yeah, yeah. Mom said she used to do this. Yeah. Or sometimes her sister used yeah. to do this. Or cousin so-and-so said his dad used to do this. And there's a link. So I kind of grew up aware of my past in mm -hmm. such a beautiful way. My past was given to me in such a beautiful way as a memory, as a beautiful memory. Um, but I don't let that hold me down. No. It's, it's a beautiful foundation. But it's, it's about present and it's, it's about forward, the present yeah, and moving and forward. Better, and and doing, repeating doing whatever better. didn't yeah, work. Doing better. And taking only the good. Doing better. <laughs> my, my great ancestors might have been chiefs and ruling over people. Yeah, but man. I was Royalty. Given, I, was, I was given the gift Come of poetry. You know, I was given the gift of poetry. And it's an honor. Yeah, definitely. It's an absolute honor. Definitely. So, 
sometimes when I speak, I remember, I know when I read my poetry and when I speak, people say um, I can get quite passionate. And I'm it's like, the ancestors, oh, it's not you me. Should, you, should <laughs> you should hear my dad speak. You should hear my dad speak. Yeah. Yeah. The passion, it's yeah. important. Yeah. Um, and you're a family man as well. So yes, you can restore those values into your little family. I try. It's amazing. <laughs> I try. It's so beautiful. Oh, Tapiwa. Thank you, Shadia. Amazing. I'm going to wrap it up. Um, yeah, where sure. can the audience find you? You're on Instagram, uh, Amazon, your books are Instagram, found on Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Um, if you go on my link tree, all of my, all of my, all of the places you can find me on the internet mm -hmm. are there. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. uh, it's just hopefully in the future we can write more books and people Definitely. can find them in bookstores. Yeah. That's the goal. And you're a self-publisher, aren't yes, you? Do I you publish am. it for other people? Uh, no, not yet. Not but yet. I am so connected. Something you would think about doing. Yeah, but I am connected to publishers who I can link refer to you people. to and link you to yeah. other people who. Cause so all the book writers watching, if you're having difficulties, absolutely, a publisher. absolutely, yeah. yeah. There's there's loads of amazing young publishers mm -hmm. out there who've built their own companies mm -hmm. and who are doing it from the ground up, having seen what traditional publishing works like and saying, okay, we're going to do it differently. We're going to be more supportive. We're going to be more inclusive. We're going to be more sustainable. Mm -hmm. Again, we're going to give, we're going to be fair and just with people. It's room for improvement. Absolutely. With the times, because changes, which, like, like, you know, society changes yeah, so we've got to keep adapting yeah, it's just yeah, the way it is. it's hard yeah, it's, it's not it I'm not saying I agree with it but change is inevitable so yeah I do like change I do agree with change I'm a bit you know with the speed of things I'm a bit you know on two minds with the speed of things not with me personally but with the children and just things it could have a destructive yeah, effect sure. but we still need change we do it's and, important um, yeah it's good for us it's so much it so we're, so we're not the same us. as the, i'm not the five-year-old shardy like my no, body's changed no, my mind's changed so no. that's the whole process of life no. and if we aren't changing our mindsets yeah, yeah. we're gonna have problems i think sorry i know we're wrapping up but yeah what no, you said just just to say something that i've learned is we sleep on our ability to adapt 100%. so so much like yes. we are and I know as young black people, we are so good at adapting, you know, skills that we learn on the street, growing up as kids. Very easy, creative. Very creative. One of easily, the most creative people. Easily translatable <laughs> into any industry, yeah. into any walk mm -hmm. of life. All it takes is self-belief and mm -hmm. self-determination. Mm -hmm. um, and I believe in those things. But and channeling it in the right We sleep on direction. our adaptability yeah. in so many ways. Even as human beings, we, we're the most adaptable species on the planet. Of course. Look we at what have we've dominion done. over the earth. Look God at what, gave exactly, us dominion. Look at what we've done with the planet. So you can yeah. do it too. And yeah. I 100% believe that. Yeah. It's just to make sure you've got the right resources, the right tools, right the people, right people, right environment, right support. Yeah. And just focus discernment yeah, everything yeah. spirituality get yourself mind right and you will yeah, go places yeah, yeah yeah and we're living in an age of information and i think don't get me wrong 50 years ago yeah there was a lot of restrictions a lot of discrimination a lot of uneducated people that thought this was the right way due to whatever but now i think there's so much opportunity now for everyone not yeah, everyone true, anyone should true, i say that's a better true, word anyone true. from any walk of life to you know, we see it on YouTube, we see like, you know, absolutely, absolutely. there's so many inspirational black people out there now. True, um, true. You know, before it was like, oh, it's only, but you got, I'm not saying that I, I'm inspired by these people because yeah, I'm not, yeah. but they're still successful in their right where absolutely. people want to see, like you got Beyonce, one of the most famous musicians on the planet. She's a black woman, 
Oprah Winfrey the most, you know. I'm not saying I'm a fan of these people, but you, yeah, you can, it's, yeah, you know, you can, Michael you Jordan, see, they've you, got you so much influence. Absolutely. So if we channel, whether they, you know, their integrity is behind it, whatever their intentions are, that's not my business, <laughs> but they're successful in their own right. Absolutely. They've made money. They've made, a, you know, um, a certain lifestyle impact, for themselves yeah. and an impact. Yeah. If you believe in yourself, you can make an impact. And if you've got the right True. people around you, Absolutely. you can make an impact. Absolutely. And um, I think a big thing is always remembering one of the things that I've learned um, from one of my favorite rappers, Lupe Fiasco, uh, oh, yeah. is always measuring success on your terms. D oh, that is such... Success was, has got to be measured on your terms. I, I said this, I say this, and I... I oh, that is so... I'm glad you said once, that. Because once the parameters of what success is start coming from the outside, you, you get you, lost. You're finished, and you're going to start doing yeah. things that are not... That don't, align. that don't align definitely with you. like Absolutely. some people think our oh, success is you know the big house the big car some people think having a family some people just think just putting out their first project Absolutely. it doesn't matter Absolutely. you need to understand what your success means True. and it, it's what it means True. to you True. do you know what i mean success for me is you know i think raising a family being a wife i want to be you know raise a child, yeah. family and yeah. be a wife that's success to me yeah. Being in a, I'm not, nothing's perfect, but having a happy home yes, and nurturing so my important. happy home and having stability that's, that's the biggest in a success. godly way. Like, that's my success. Yeah, yeah. Um, I haven't seen much of that in from where I come from. I know people now, most of my friends are married. I, you know, I, I yeah. surround myself around those kind of women yeah. because I want to be in that position. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So that's, that's my, as a woman... Yeah, successful yeah. and looking after my children and attending Absolutely. to my husband beautiful that's just me but beautiful. yeah as i said don't external forces just try and just yeah stay yeah. stay grounded stay stay, grounded. stay within yourself don't let anyone tell you yeah. who you are and what yeah. you should do yeah. believe believe in your own star yeah, believe in your own star again we were we were formed and we are made beautifully yeah. you know there, there are no flaws within yeah. us you know, the flaws come from outside judgment. Yeah, That's when the flaws come yeah. in. So you might not be the best at something. And if you feel like you're not the best, improve. Improve. Work on improve. Show up and improve. Definitely. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for coming Thank you so and blessing much. my platform Thank you with your knowledge. Always. Thank you. It was such an honor to show up there. It's yeah. a lovely conversation. Thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. <laughs> always. Always is. Always is. Talpa. Bye. Thank you. Bye, everyone.